Welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I'm delighted to resurface a conversation that we recorded just about this time last year with three superstar retail dietitians. I would really encourage folks listening, whether you're on the retail side or the supply side, to consider how you might be able to work more closely with the folks in these roles. They not only have great perspective on nutrition, of course, and the different roles of food for the shopper, but they are so creative and plugged into the different marketing opportunities of their respective retailers. There's an amazing opportunity for partnership there. I'd be remiss not to thank again the folks at the Produce for Better Health Foundation, which has now officially merged with IFPA's Foundation for Fresh Produce, for getting this group of, of retail dietitians together. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And with that, we will turn it over to our roundtable. We have Megan Sedevy with us from Fresh Time. We have Emily Parent with Coburn's. And we have Carrie Taylor with Big Y Foods. And they are all retail ambassadors for the Produce for Better Health Foundation's Have a Plant campaign. So we, of course, want to start with a big thank you to them for spending some time with us today. And a big thank you to PBH as well for getting this group together for what I think is going to be a really fun conversation. Now, of course, Megan, Emily, and Carrie all have fantastic credentials, and we're going to put a link to their bios in the episode notes so you can explore those all thoroughly because we want to spend the time that we have with them today talking about the things that you won't get anywhere else, which is the insight of these women into their roles, how they interface with shoppers, and how they collaborate with the produce departments in their organizations. So first, we're going to give you a little background, a little bit of a day in the life and, and some of the main responsibilities for you all in your roles. So Carrie, let's start with you. Thank you for having me. Um, well, at Big Y, I've been here almost 17 years, so my responsibilities have changed throughout the years. But um, currently, I'm the primary nutrition communicator for our team at the support center level. So what that means is generating content for our customers and our employees through different channels. So it could be our website, it could be print magazine, and really working hand in hand with my partner, Andrea Luttrell, um, with the responsibility she has as well. Awesome. All right, Emily, we'll go to you next. Sure. So I am the health and wellness manager at Coburn's, uh, currently a team of one. My partner actually moved to our marketing team. So we are hiring, um, but really I oversee all of our dietitian programming. So anything that has to do with nutrition uh, comes through my desk, uh, which has been really fun. There's, it's been a lot of uh, development over the years. I work really closely with our internal teams and vendors on shopper marketing, uh, as well as just creating organic dietitian content content, uh, working with some kids classes, and then also uh, being a spokesperson for our company uh, doing TV segments uh, across the Twin Cities. And then to add to that, uh, I helped to oversee our wellness committee too uh, with our company, which has been a really fun uh, challenge as well. Awesome. All right. And Megan, now your turn. <laughs> well, thanks so much for having me today. So um, as you can see, our roles are all different in the retail space. So um, I am the health and wellness strategy manager and corporate dietitian at Fresh Time Market. And so within this role, um, I kind of have a, a dual role. So I'm overseeing all health and wellness programs for the company externally. So, you know, helping our customers navigate um, the, the eating space and the health and wellness space in a healthier manner. And then I also am helping internally with our health and wellness programs for our team members. And in addition to that, um, I also am the spokesperson, similar to Emily. And so I actually wear the hat of being over all of PR for the company. So that's TV segments, radio segments, podcasts, um, as well as all external communication for press releases and other things. Thanks. Excellent. Wow. You guys cover a lot of ground. That is, that is really impressive. And that kind of leads me to a, a question that I honestly hadn't thought about ahead of time, but listening to you all talk about all the different channels that you create content for, I was curious if you would each mind answering what are either your favorites or, or some that you think are the most impactful or maybe have, have grown and become more important over the years. Carrie, we'll start with you. So 
the one thing that we do at Big Y is really put the dietitian up front. And so being the spokesperson for the chain for health and wellness is definitely my favorite role. I like doing interviews, but I really like teaching. So whenever we're doing TV segments that we'll use either in social media or for local news programs, that I feel is the most impactful because that we hear back the most from our customers is that they saw our segment or they saw the video in store and they had follow-up questions. So you hit so many people at once. It's great to be able to have like a succinct message, send it out there and then get the feedback from our customers. Like the healthy ambassador to the community. Yep, exactly. <laughs> take it very seriously. Yeah. Great. Okay, Megan, you next. So I would have to agree. I do like the spokesperson role because you do get to impact so many people. Um, but one of my favorite things is I really like being more of a culinary dietitian. So I really like to teach the how-to. Um, and I love watching that aha moment when I'm doing a virtual cooking class. Um, where, you know, people are asking questions and they're like, oh my gosh, I can make this simple swap. Or this is a super simple kitchen hack that I never knew about. And now I know that I can make dinner quicker or I can make this breakfast simpler and that they're getting all that great nutrients. I'm a big component of meeting, um, you know, delicious and nutritious, pairing them together because I think that it's absolutely possible to do. So I love to really do those, those cooking classes um, and TV segments where you know, you're showing them how to and giving them tips that they can easily implement in their own homes. I love that, Megan. Easily implement and simple. Those are the words I always tell folks when uh, when I see recipes or I, I don't know about uh, what you guys encounter with, with shoppers on a regular basis, but if I see a recipe and it's like 20 ingredients and a bunch of steps, I'm like, oh man, like I wish I was that person, right? Like I would love to be that that person and that good at everything, but it's just not always the case, right? So <laughs> that resonates with me a lot. Emily, what's your favorite? So to go off of what Carrie and Megan both said, I think uh, the common theme is reaching a lot of people. So our team used to be in-store dietitians, and we gradually started getting um, on social media more, being able to reach more and more guests. And then once the pandemic hit, we moved to a corporate role. So now what my favorite part is, is really being able to uh, look into programs and activities that we can do that reach more people and have that impact and that we're able to see that impact. And of course, you know, the business side, learning how to track that and be able to relate that to our store leadership to show them that the dietitian is an important part of the retail setting. Although it's not a non-traditional role, uh, we do have that impact and we can affect sales uh, in the bottom line, which is important to leadership. But we can do that in a way where we're putting our dietitian hat on first and increasing uh, those better for you options and putting those in the basket of our shoppers. That's uh, that's a great point that you brought up, Emily, as far as the like basically the ROI question for for focusing and having a person that people can go to with health and wellness questions and somebody who's in charge of strategy around making that part of the part of the brand that could probably be a whole nother podcast right there. So maybe we'll return to that <laughs> more at a point down the road. But um, but I'm glad you mentioned that. And and it sounds like maybe even with with more of the digital and, and some of the bigger, bigger outreach channels, like y'all have talked about, um, it's a little bit easier maybe to demonstrate that value now when you do get feedback from some of those other sources than maybe it's even been traditionally over the years. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I wanted to, to make sure that we we left a good chunk of our time to talk with each of you about kind of how you've collaborated with the produce department over the years. So um, Megan, we'll start with you this time. How does the how did kind of the collaboration with with produce begin for you guys? We'll we'll start there. Um, as a dietitian, I love the produce department. I can argue that it's probably one of my favorite aspects um, at Fresh Time Market. Um, and Fresh Time's a little bit different in that um, the way that our stores are set up, that produce, it truly shines from everywhere you are in the store. Um, you can see it from any department that you're in, and we're really proud of that. We have a, a great selection 
Um, and we have, you know, your, your standard fruits and vegetables, and then we have unique items that are seasonal too, which is fun. Uh, my relationship with the produce department is ever evolving. Uh, Fresh Time has only been around for about eight years. So um, we're a relatively new chain in the Midwest. And so I've been there for five of the eight. So I'm excited that it's always been this, this great ever evolving relationship. We have very open communication. And one of the things that I really like best about working with my produce department is that they always have great ideas. Um, they'll come to me and say, Megan, we have this great new product. How do we promote it? And that's a really easy way for me to say, okay, tell me more about it. You know, let me work with maybe the board that it's a part of, and then we can collect different content. We could use it on digital channels. Um, one of my favorite things that we did most recently is local is really important to us as a chain. And so I've actually partnered with the produce department and went out to local farmers and interviewed farmers about our product and where it comes from and talked about the, you know, being transparent and, you know, re really, you know, farm to fork. And so that's been a really beautiful partnership that I've been able to, to, to navigate with our produce departments. Excellent. How cool. All right, Emily, we'll, we'll go to you next. How did the, the collaboration with produce begin? Yeah. So like I said, our, our team used to be in stores. And so when I started six years ago, uh, we were based in the stores and we had this program for kids uh, where they could come and get a chocolate chip cookie from our bakery for free uh, when they went to the bakery. Uh, so, you know, great. I mean, who doesn't love a chocolate chip cookie? But we were talking with our produce director and said, how can we get maybe a better for you item um, as they're going through the store? So we can still have the cookie, but maybe let's think of something else that we can include in there. And so in looking at what other retailers were doing, we had the idea of doing a free produce item for kids. So having a basket in our produce department uh, where kids could choose from an apple, a banana, or an orange. And we were able to get that up and running, especially being in the stores. So we could point it out on grocery store tours. It was a really successful program and still is today. So we still have that program, which is uh, really exciting. We had to put it on hiatus just a little bit during the pandemic, but now it is back in full force. Uh, and so that started uh, six years ago. And now we're actually meeting with our produce team, um, our top produce team, uh, bi monthly. So we have those meetings set up, which has been really great to stay in the know of what new products are coming in uh, because they do reach out sometimes, like Megan was saying. Um, unfortunately for us, uh, it's not all the time for all new products. So I initiated these bi-monthly uh, meetings for us to stay on top of those new products. You know, what products are we bringing in that are in season? So we can help really promote them and promote them when they're on ads. So really heighten the engagement with our guests when those items are really accessible to them. Not only do they taste better because they're in season, but they're going to be a lot more affordable. So we've gotten to that point, which has been great. And like Megan, uh, we've really interacted with a lot of our local farmers and that's been really successful for us. Our guests love local and because a lot of the farms are actually in the towns where we have stores. Um, it's even a, you know, it, it's a greater message because, hey, I know them or, hey, I passed that on my way to work. Uh, it's really exciting to share that message and show that you can get go to your grocery store and actually purchase it. Very cool. And Kiri, how about you? What, what does your collaboration with produce look like? So when we launched the Living While Eating Smart program at Big Y, it was a brand funded publication. And so our team worked directly with brands, whether in center store or fresh and produce is really a strong department that we would collaborate with because we know as dietitians how delicious they are and nutritious and how it just makes people feel better. So regardless of the theme, we would always work with our produce department, but we would focus on very produce specific things like fruits and veggies, more matters month and feature different brands in the ad and then execute at store level with living well, eating smart signage and then in-store radio 
as well as columns that we would write for the local newspaper. So that's what we did historically. Now with the change of our team, we're really working with our produce department because we sit right next to them. <laughs> so we're walking by their desk every day. So they'll bring samples over for us to, to try and give feedback on. We work with them for sponsors for virtual nutrition events. And that way we can give a coupon to shoppers who are participating to try this product for a reduced cost. But we'll also work with them to pick a brand or a commodity as a dietitian's pick in our weekly health and wellness newsletter that I oversee for our customers. And we'll just send our shoppers to a recipe that I'm featuring and explain why this is a dietitian's pick. But to kind of speak upon what we've already talked about, working with local has been so rewarding. And at Big Y, our dietitian team started a program called Big Y Local Love a handful of years ago, where we will go out to local brands and farmers and really learn their story and record it. And it turns into a video. And sometimes the produce buyer will be with us and sometimes they won't. But that's really helped our team understand what's going on locally and what kind of some of the areas of opportunity or even stressors are for the buyers as well as our local brands. So overall, the collaborations kind of morphed throughout the years, but we're really close with them still. And we're very excited to see what we can do, especially with both myself and my counterpart being ambassadors with um, Produce for Better Health. So it's going to be fun. Excellent. And Emily, we'll start with you for this next one, which is you mentioned you guys have regular meetings set up with produce. What are what are kind of the big um, occasions for collaboration? I, I'm thinking about, you know, is it holidays? Is it like the nutrition themed months of the year? You know, what, what are some of those kind of kind of kickstarters for conversations sometimes? Absolutely. So continuing the conversation on local, that is a huge part of our focus because we have seen so much success with it and engagement with our guests and um, really that mid some mid to late summer is a huge time for us to really go all out and feature local and um, we've partnered with a lot of our local farms and so we'll do big events uh, with that on social media and like Megan go and interview uh, farmers and and be where the food is being produced and grown um Another time that we found is just kind of the dead of winter uh, when produce doesn't seem as exciting, especially here in Minnesota where we're based. Um, you're not going to find a lot of local produce, but we actually have some greenhouses in some of the towns where we have stores that produce uh, produce all year round, which is really exciting. And we've done a lot of promotions where we have gone in and done a tour of these greenhouses and shown that, Hey, you know, this salad, uh, that you're buying at our stores, it's actually fresh and it's, um, they're picking it right here, um, in the end of January. So that's been really fun to really heighten produce in a season where it's not as talked about. Um, so promoting it in the middle of summer when, you know, we're all talking about fresh produce, but also during those times where it's maybe not as common for someone to think of local and fresh produce um, and to really draw them back to that produce uh, section. And then of course, you know, back to school and National Nutrition Month are also times where we're really uh, talking about produce. Very cool. Megan, how about you? What what occasions stand out to you on, on the calendar each year? So I definitely would say holidays um, are a big one for us and, you know, really using that seasonal produce. Um, I think that our customers and our consumer base, they love seasonality. Um, they want to make sure that they're keeping up with the seasons because, you know, different fruits and vegetables are going to um, be more seasonal than other times of the year. So uh, holidays are always something where we work together. I would say um, very similar to what Emily said, the summer months are always peak season as, you know, we are in the Midwest as well. And so that's where a lot of our produce is coming from. And it is, you know, at peak season, um, we do like to highlight the different um, areas that it's coming from. So um, we do try to have different signage in our stores saying, you know, hey, this is local to this area so that people know exactly where it's coming. And also to Emily's point, people get so excited to be like, I know that area. I'm from that area. That's a farm that I know of. And so we really see that engagement, which is a wonderful thing. Um, 
I would say as far as other times of the year, um, you know, springtime seems to be really big for us too. I think our customers think more about fruits and vegetables in the warmer months, you know, spring, summer, and early fall. And they do kind of fall off in the winter time, but we do try to showcase some of those hardier winter vegetables and different fruits that are available to show that there is seasonality all throughout the year. Awesome. And, and Carrie, how about you? What, what are some of your favorite occasions to, uh, to drive interest from, from the, the things that you guys do? Well, as a mom, you know, back to school is always super hectic. And at Big Y, we focus a lot on family meals during family meals month, but we like to bring in fruits and veggies, more matters month in that conversation. So when we're reminding parents how important it is to come together as a family, we're also then the next step is to talk about in building a plate that is half fruits and vegetables and always looking down and making sure that it's colorful. So whether it's the virtual nutrition events that our consulting dietitians are offering or community collaborations before COVID um, or any of the writing or media we're doing during back to school time, we're really focusing in on family meals and really integrating fruits and vegetables in that conversation and getting children's hands on it and really experimenting and trying new things now that it's kind of like, okay, summer's over. We're going to start new things ourselves with school. Let's start talking about introducing new fruits and vegetables and learning together as a family as well. Very neat. And I'm curious from you all as well, what, what of these different techniques, occasions, channels, what do you guys feel like is, are the easiest like docs to connect to sales or the easiest, you know, ways to work things in where if you're like, okay, I know this is driving sales, right? <laughs> I'm curious just from whether it's, you know, whether it's something you have data for, or whether it's anecdotal, cause you hear the feedback, you know, what, what do you think some of those, those most effective tactics are? Carrie, we'll start with you again. Well, when we were working with our newsletter publication, our team wrote, we could see single-handedly look at metrics across our chain to see what happened to items that went on sale with Living Well Eating Smart versus was on sale previously or even after. And it was really satisfying to be able to see the type of lift that our conversation was helping to create in store. And really throughout the years, just seeing like, okay, so the items that aren't typically an ad, if we can give a little bit of love to them with this program, it just brings so much education to the consumer and curiosity that it helps drive sales throughout the whole department because now we're having shoppers go there for this particular item, but they're staying there and walking through and picking up new items as well. So when we were having that program, that was really affirming (laughs) because we had this consistent data. Now I think back to when uh, we were doing more introduction for products, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun to do, to just do a quick video, whether it's on social media or it's taped and played elsewhere, talking about we have this new item and let us tell you about this item or you know, to the point of things being out of season saying, did you know you can still get summer type vegetables and fruits during cooler months? And this is a great way to tie it into your winter meals. So just that quick video and telling people about what's new or what they may not have thought about. And then hearing back from customers on social media is really fun to do because it's, it's kind of outside the norm of what we would typically do in our program. Very cool. Megan, how about you? I think that um, utilizing videos on our digital and social platforms has really resonated with our, our customers. Um, you know, promoting different items that are either seasonal or unique and different. What I have found is a lot of times our customers, they're nervous to try something new. If it's a new fruit or a new vegetable that they haven't tried before, how do they, how do they cut it open? How do they prepare it? What do they pair it with? Like, these are all questions that are constantly going through their mind. Honestly, they go through mine as well. And so I try to think about what the customer is needing and how I can be that solution. So creating these videos and then putting them on either our digital platforms or our social platforms um, and, you know, trying to partner them with our key themes for the month or ad sales or coupons that are all aligning, just kind of give it the most robust way to kind of see those sales. Um, And I too, uh, similar to what Carrie said, you know, looking at those metrics, it is so rewarding to see that 
you know, these tiny snippets of information that you've provided to a, a large audience are now, you know, changing people's lives and making them feel better and, you know, helping them to live, you know, their healthiest and happiest journey. So I would say that that's the best way um, for me to help to, to convey that and then for that to um, then transition into sales. Awesome. And Emily, we'll, we'll let you have the, the final word on this one. So something a little bit different. So our two main focuses right now have been e-commerce and email. So email open rates have been uh, kind of a focus of ours. And we, you know, went from a 10% open rate as of last year um, to now we're running like a 27% open rate on average, which, I mean, obviously we've been focusing on it, but really looking for what's, what are our guests engaging with? And it's simple and it's less words we've learned. We used to like to write blog posts in our emails. Our guests were not engaging with that. So simple pictures and quick blurbs about why this is you know, nutritious or this recipe using this product um, has been really great to see that engagement jump considerably um, in less than a year. So we started tracking in June. So it's been a really quick and uh, jump, which has been exciting. And then e-commerce, working with our teams, um, both on the e-com and marketing side on banners and shoppable recipe landing pages. And we can actually see you know, how many people are engaging with that content and purchasing those products, as well as what is their total basket size? Are we seeing basket size increase on their overall purchase? Which has been, you know, another addition, you know, as a dietitian in retail, I think, of course, we have our dietitian hat, but as you can see, all of us are building on those business skills and really seeing, you know, of course, we want to promote nutrition. That's our number one goal. But I always like to say that's my number one goal. And my company's number one goal is increasing sales. And so how can I do both? Um, and I think all of us have shared that, you know, there's a variety of ways that you can do it. And being able to, as a dietitian, show those metrics and show those increases, I think shows the value that a dietitian has in the retail space which is really exciting because we're promoting products that we would otherwise uh, without having, you know, I wouldn't say a push, but, you know, that encouragement to have increased sales in all departments. And we can, we can show that we can do that as well as educate. I'm glad that you mentioned that Emily, because what was going through my head is, as each of you spoke just now was, wow. I mean, what's, what's more of the the background for you guys, the nutrition side or like the marketing? I mean, did you all start in nutrition and then learn the marketing as you came into these roles? Or I'd love to hear from each of you guys on that because it's, it's kind of a diverse, you know, set of set of expertise, I think. Carrie, we'll, we'll start with you. So it's interesting that you asked that question. Um, that was part of my interview. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was um, give me the question was give me the example of when or when you worked in sales oh. and at that point I was an extension agent um, working nonprofit never worked for profit I was a teacher I'm still a teacher at heart and so I said well I'm a registered dietitian I'm selling my message every day and regardless of who we're talking to we are having a um, conversation of convincing whether I'm selling the education, the words, or we're selling products to help support the words. And within, I think the first year of me counseling, I realized the power of actually being in a store. So when I saw the position become available, I jumped at it. I was like, I can say one thing and hit so many people, which I've been saying on repeat to a very small amount of people. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Did not have marketing background. I went to school. I, I do wellness too. So I didn't mention that earlier, but a lot of my content writing isn't just nutrition. I went to school for sports medicine and nutrition, and I'm a yoga teacher and mindfulness teacher. So a lot of holistic health has been weaved in the past year, year and a half, especially with COVID, um, which is exciting. So it's still marketing though. It's still, I'm trying to convince the readers and our shoppers, like, no, this stuff really works. <laughs> it's really <laughs> helpful. And I promise you the base of it is fruits and vegetables. And it's a very simple message. It's like, just eat more, look at the color, <laughs> enjoy the flavors and textures and everything else will fall in line. Awesome. All right, Megan, how about you? It's funny that you talk about marketing. I actually sit in the marketing department. So um, okay. ever since 
ever since I started with Fresh Time, um, I was hired into the marketing department and have been there ever since. Um, and prior uh, to coming to Fresh Time as a dietitian, I also worked heavily with the marketing team in my previous role with my previous employer. So I do think that um, marketing and your dietitian, you know, skill set, they really go hand in hand. Um, I was never formally trained in marketing, but I have learned that, you know, it's the, the simplest little marketing tactics and tools that really get the message out. And without having your marketing team supporting you, you really can't get those messages out and be successful in your role. So I'm so very grateful that I sit in the marketing department and that I'm able to work with everyone. Um, we also have a really great uh, collaborative mindset, the team. So we're always thinking about how to improve our message and how to really reach our customers. Um, and so they are always, you know, including me in all of these different topics and different ideas, which I appreciate, which really just overall gets the message out. Similar to what Carrie said, you know, fruits and vegetables, they're the base of it all. Um, I just taught a cooking class last night and I told them, look at how beautiful this color, you know, plate looks like. Um, and everyone's like, oh, I just want to eat it. That's the name of the game. You know, show them, marketing shows them uh, how to do this and how to really promote that message. Awesome. All right, Emily, how about you? You were talking about the, the metrics and connecting the dots. So I know you're well-versed in marketing at this point. Was that always the case or learn as you go? Not at all. <laughs> I came into my job at Coburn's. I'm with a dietitian background completely. Um, no experience in that has grown and evolved. Um, we, our team has never been in the marketing department or a part of the marketing department, but they have been a huge ally of ours and we really collaborate with them because that's now, I mean, most of the things I've mentioned have been with marketing. Um, so we have a really strong partnership with them. And I will say, uh, I'm super excited for uh, my colleague, our other dietitian. Um, she actually moved into a social media strategist role with our company. So now we have even more uh, power and um, engagement with our guests with her in that role, which is very exciting. But it's all been learned, I think, through collaboration with other retail dietitians. Um, as you can see, all three of us are a little bit different in what we do. And I, that can be set up with all the other retail dietitians that I've met. Um, so it's, you know, learned, um, learned activities and activations. I mean, I started in store and my role, I was hired to do in-store consultations, grocery store tours and presentations. And now my role, I don't do any of that anymore. So it's, it's really evolved. And as we learned, and when we have interns, that's the biggest thing that I share with them is that, you know, what we do, you might want to be a clinical dietitian or not work in retail at all, but being able to understand how to engage with other people and, you know, whether it's social media, now that that's everywhere, um, or emails or blogs, you probably will need that in your future as a dietitian. So uh, it's incredibly important. And I wish that we incorporated that more into our schooling uh, because, I, you know, the nutrition part is the base, which is incredibly important, but I think the marketing is huge and being understand, able to understand those business skills too, and how to communicate your worth and um, the nutrition in a business setting. And Carrie, something that you said um, sparked another question in my mind, which is, which was talking about the, the role of fruits and vegetables in in wellness overall, not just health. And I was thinking about, you know, how, how have you seen maybe even the messaging around fruits and vegetables change over the years? Cause I think we all grew up with mom saying, eat your veggies. They're good for you. You know, they'll help you live longer. Right. But like, we're not always motivated by like thinking about our long-term health. Otherwise we, the center store would be smaller and the produce part would be bigger. Right. But um, you know, how, how have you, um, found ways to get creative with, you know, connecting fruits and vegetables with mental health, with, you know, happiness, with enjoyment, like all these things other than, you know, sometimes when we're like, okay, vitamins, minerals, blah, 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 you know, sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was like in school too. <laughs> 
vitamins, minerals, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I had a professor once saying, if I can look it up, I don't need to memorize. So I was like, I'm going to stick with that. Uh, because for, for me, with an exercise background, really talking about the connection of what you fuel your body with and how you feel was very early of a lesson. And that's actually why I became a dietitian. I was a field hockey player and I learned directly what I ate for lunch impeded or helped my performance in the afternoon. And that's when I was like, <laughs> I want to learn more about this. So that understanding has been innate. That's been my driver. And so it's been really fun as um, I think I'm a little more touchy feely in my communication than like black and white vitamins. You're, you're going to get this. And it's never been really appealing to me to focus just on those metrics. It's important. It's our, our education, but to watch the conversation evolved. So I've been a dietitian. Well, I've graduated in 2001. So I've been in the field for about 20 years and to see five a day to nine to 11 to more. <laughs> and now it's have a plan. And I love the have a plant conversation because that encompasses so much with such a succinct message and just saying, when you're putting together a meal, do you have a plant and you want to have a plant because you're going to enjoy the eating process better. You're not going to be worrying about counting calories or other metrics. Once you have a plant and your plate and bowl is full of color, everything else becomes more fun. It's no longer a have to it's you're enjoying this. This is amazing. And then that in turn makes you feel better and more energized to do the activities you want to do throughout the day. So it's been really fun for the type of educator I am to see it kind of move away from the numbers and really talk about the personal experience of eating more fruits and vegetables. Awesome. Emily, how about you? What, what kind of messaging have you seen resonate with folks? That's uh, Carrie said it so perfectly. I mean, I, I like her. I don't like focusing on numbers. I think people get so overwhelmed and too focused on, I should have this many calories, this many servings, this many X, Y, Z. And so if you encourage, you know, looking at your plate, do you have a plan? How does that make you feel, you know, eating foods that make you feel better and really, you know, I, I'm touchy feely too, Carrie. So I like, I love that because it's, I mean, people, we don't focus on how food makes us feel enough. And so from an education perspective, if we can share with that with people and say, eat foods that make you feel good. And we know that produce is, we do feel better when we consume produce, you know, we do have a pep in our step, our mood is boosted, um, our digestive system. And so focusing that messaging, I've found that people are usually surprised that I take that approach and not tell them exactly how much they need to eat of all these different food groups and this many calories, um, but they're pleasantly surprised. And I think they are more interested in continuing those healthy habits when they know there's less restriction um, involved with that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and Megan, how about you? What, how do you see this, this dynamic and how have you seen it evolve over the years? Um, I'm with you on, I remember my mom saying, you can't leave your kitchen table until you finish those Brussels sprouts or green beans. <laughs> I remember not loving that message at all. Um, and as a mom now myself, you know, I find that the message has definitely changed. There was five a day before, and then there was, you know, um, more matters. I mean, there's been many different messages. I think they're all the same though eat fruits and vegetables. Um, at the end of the day, you know, make sure that you're getting them on your plate. Um, I know that there has been a lot of different studies and a lot of different research on why certain fruits and vegetables make you feel better. Uh, do they make you feel happier? Do they make you feel more full? Um, you know, do they help with that stress level that we're all having and feeling on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, and, and they do that in different ways. And I think one of the most important things is eating those fruits and vegetables that you enjoy starting out there. You know, I'm not asking you to jump in with, you know, Brussels sprouts, if you've never tried one, but I am asking you to think of your favorite fruit or vegetable and, and put it on the plate and see what happens. And then maybe get a little more adventurous. I'm also someone who, you know, I want you to eat more fruits and vegetables. So if you need to have, you know, a little bit of dipping sauce or something to go along with it, have at it because you're still eating those fruits and vegetables. You're still reaping those benefits. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of more holistic and looking at the big picture and not, 
you know, uh, the metrics or not, you know, this half a cup or, you know, you have to have this, this, and this. It's just about picking and choosing a colorful, you know, variety of fruits and vegetables all throughout the day. I tell people the key is three. I want you to have three different colors on your plate throughout the day. And if you can do that, you're, you're doing great in my book. <laughs> awesome. And Megan, I'll start with you on the next question. Cause you made me think of it, which was the questions that, that people ask, right? What are the most common? And this, this is from a person who it was just a couple of weeks ago. I think I looked up how to peel a turnip on YouTube before I, cause I hadn't had turnips before. And a friend sent me a recipe. So I'm like, okay, this seems straightforward enough, but let me just make sure that I'm not, you know, terribly doing it wrong. And I was actually, I was really pleasantly surprised. I had not ever thought about turnips before. I asked my friend for a citrus <laughs> recipe because it's in season, you know, and mm-hmm. she sends me this recipe for turnips and, and mandarin slices. Like, okay, this is a little different than what I was expecting. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was amazed when I got in there, like, the color, the beautiful purple of the turnip and then peeling it and the nice bright white. I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. All that to say... <laughs> <laughs> what I'd love to hear from each of you, what kind of, what are some of the most common questions that you get from, from shoppers? Is it nutrition stuff or is it basic stuff? Like how you peel a turnip? So for me, it's, it's very basic. Um, I think a lot of us think that it has to be, you know, um, very, you know, granular and detailed, but that is not the case from what I am seeing and what I'm hearing. In general, um, the question is, I want to eat healthier, but how do I do that? It's a very simple and basic question that has a hundred different answers because what is healthy for me may not be healthy for you. And what works for me may not work for you. And so it's different for everyone. So, um, you know, the basic question is, you know, how do I eat healthy? And so, um, I always try to answer that on, you know, making your plate well-rounded, eating different foods. I'm a big fan of, you know, telling people different textures, like your taste buds are going to thank you because you're going to have different textures and, you know, uh, different flavors that are going to meld together. Similar to what you were saying, you never would have put together your citrus and turnip, but it worked out well. Um, so that's one of the main questions that we get. Um, we do have a lot of different questions about different lifestyles. So going gluten-free, um, maybe, you know, most recently because of, um, you know, a, a health issue or a health concern, they need to go gluten-free. I also get a lot of questions about, okay, I'm having some people over to my house who are plant-based now. What do I serve them? Because I am, you know, I have meats and, you know, all different foods. So, you know, really trying to help cater to the different lifestyles and showing them it doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to go spend, you know, a ton of money on, on how to, to fit these lifestyles. And here are the simple swaps. These are the things you can do that are still nutritious and delicious. Awesome. Emily, how about you? I would say similar. I, I think the most we get is probably on weight management. A lot of questions on how can I lose weight? What foods can I eat to lose weight? Um, how many calories should I have to lose weight? Um, we have a lot of diabetes questions, a lot of heart health. So, you know, what, what are low sodium foods? You know, how can I reduce my blood pressure? Uh, so a lot of those uh, types of questions. And I think to Megan's point, a lot of the times it's a really simple answer. People expect this really detailed uh, recommendation. And at the end of the day, you know, that's not sustainable for people. You know, we have the knowledge, we could give you all the details that you would want about nutrition, but it's not sustainable. And especially in the the grocery store space, I mean, there's so many foods that we can recommend and it's finding the foods that they enjoy and incorporating more produce. I think that is probably the most basic answer that I usually give because it's, you know, are you, because a lot of people aren't consuming produce. We know that um, produce consumption is unfortunately not increasing. And so how, you know, we know that when we're consuming more produce, there's so many health benefits. And so oftentimes a uh, part of my recommendations is just, Hey, let's, you know, find something that you enjoy. Like Megan had said, because enjoyment of food is the most important uh, 
part of eating and it's the most enjoyable part of eating is when you're eating something that you like to eat. Uh, so making those recommendations and kind of walking them through, you know, what do you already like? And let's, let's focus on incorporating more of that into your lifestyle. And then maybe let's go from there. Uh, so it's, it's usually a pretty basic answer, but I would say weight management is probably by far the most that we get, which is an, a particular area of interest for me because uh, there's so much around weight management and what our society portrays and how you should lose weight. Uh, so it's a, always a fun answer to, Hey, like throw all that junk in that messaging away. Let's make it a lot more simple um, and focus on good food. Awesome. And Carrie, how about you? What, uh, what FAQs come across your desk? Well, I just wanted to point out between Emily, Megan, and I, it really reinforces the power of registered dietitians because we're all saying, go back to the basics. We're not saying eat in a niche way. Most of the questions we get are not about bad diets. Honestly, I'm not sure about other retailers, but it is about the basics that Emily just said in the sense of, I was just diagnosed with heart disease. I just found out I have high cholesterol. Um, my doctor said I may have diabetes. I learned I have a food intolerance. And what do I do for weight loss? All of those conversations involve produce for us. It's like, okay, so tell us, you know, what kinds of foods are your favorite? And did you know that there is this one section of the store? Well, you know, dried and fresh and frozen and canned too, but really having that conversation, like there are these two powerhouses that could be helping you if you just got diagnosed with high cholesterol, high sodium or high blood pressure, sorry, um, with diabetes or you're aiming for weight loss and having a registered dietitian behind the computer monitor, if it's an email in front of the screen, answering the question with a reporter or on the floor doing a teaching has so much more power than having a nutritionist that may not have the qualifications or a health educator that really speaks to kind of far left recommendations that aren't necessarily based in science evidence. And all of us said the same thing. <laughs> it's the basics. It doesn't have to be tricky. It comes down to more colors and more fun with your food. And we'll meet you where you are without telling you everything you're doing is wrong. And you need to clean out your cupboards. Instead, we'll say, all right, so you don't like broccoli by themselves. Let's dip it in some yogurt dip, or you don't really love Brussels sprouts fresh. Okay. Let's talk about mixing them up with some olive oil and some salt and pepper and roasting them. Just always knowing that these number one hitters for customers tends to come back to produce. And we don't really have to worry about being kind of niche educators. We just do what the science tells us. Yeah. Very neat. Well, and we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up with this. You guys have been so fantastic. My mind is spinning with all the cool stuff that you're doing. And, and um, I think it's so valuable for, for, you know, folks across the, the produce industry to understand the kind of resource that you all are for, for these shoppers, for the organizations that you work for. I just, I think it is so, so cool. And it's been awesome to, to get, to get to hear you guys talk about that today. So we'll wrap up with this, which is what is actually, you know what, we'll, we'll make this a, a choose your own question. So either your favorite collaboration that you've done with, with produce so far, or your crazy idea for an awesome produce collaboration you want to do that you haven't done yet. So Megan, we'll start with you. Um, so my favorite collaboration that I've done with produce was our um, farm tour visit. So we just recently started doing those in the summer of 2021. And I loved going to the local farmer. I mean, we were literally up when the crows were like, you know, and the roosters were like crowing because um, a farmer's day starts really early. And I loved getting to know him, understanding um, how he became a farmer and why he continues to farm. Um, you know, I was on his blueberry fields for about 10 hours from start to finish for the day and saw every intricate part. And I loved to be able to see 
where the, the tiny seeds of the blueberry, you know, tree went into the ground and then all these beautiful blueberries. I think I ate about three gallons of blueberries that day and it's <laughs> my favorite day. Um, but it was a great collaboration because I worked with our produce department and said, who are some local farmers that we, you know, we really have this great partnership with and how can I help to tell their story and then also tell our customers, our shoppers, where their blueberries are coming from so they can feel really good about the food they're putting into their bodies and their family's bodies. So that was probably my favorite collaboration we've done to date. Awesome. Emily, what's been your favorite? So very similar. So going to a local farm. So we actually have um, in Southern Minnesota, one of the large or the largest uh, greenhouse lettuce producer in the United States, which is awesome. And it's in a town that we have a store, which makes it even better because people pass it all the time. And so we actually got to go and get a tour and uh, we took our video team and uh, we did some interviews with staff. We got to go through the entire process of what it takes to grow. Uh, these greens and herbs and then how it's packaged and how it gets to one of our stores. And it was in the dead of winter. I think it was negative 15 out. Uh, We're standing by this water tower that they have with their logo talking. I'm shivering. And then we go inside and it's like a nice balmy 75 degrees or, and you know, they have acres and acres of this indoor greenhouse. And it was just so cool to see the process myself, be able to get that on video uh, and share that with our guests. Cause not everyone similar to what Megan said about the blueberry farm, not every one of our guests, many of them don't get to see exactly where their food is coming from but people care about that and so you know the next best thing we can't bring all of our guests uh, onto a farm or into a greenhouse so we can show them on video and it gets them really excited about the product Um, and to get people excited about lettuce I mean a dietitian's dream. And we had a really great engagement with it, especially because it was the dead of winter um, and everyone's freezing, but you're seeing we're getting fresh lettuce from five miles from one of our stores. It was just a really great experience to get that on video. Um, we did a TV segment with that and engaged the TV hosts and they loved it as well. And, you know, the common theme on this conversation is local. People love local. And when we can bring that message to produce, I think it, and then add in that nutrition, nutrition message, of course, uh, it's just a huge hit and it was really fun. Um, and we geeked out cause you know, what dietitian doesn't want to visit a, a greenhouse or a farm. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Carrie, we'll, we'll wrap, the, wrap this up with you. Well, what's been one of your favorites? I'm going to sound like a broken record and that's okay because it's a good <laughs> record to play. I will most definitely say it is the big Y local love program that we've had. And it, that goes across our store. It's not just in produce, but definitely with produce because we were able to visit more winter squash type farm and learn how the operation of going from a whole squash to the cut up um, solution dinner maker that we have in our store and really going out into the cornfield and learning how to pack the pick the best ear and the story of the family that we're able to bring into our stores and just having that collaboration. But my personal favorite out of all of the local loves that we've done and been able to do is to have a brand that's in a different department that also sells a fresh version of their product and being able to introduce that to our produce team and bring our new buyer there and introduce him to the family and kind of give the background to say, you know, we don't just have to buy this product in the other part of our store. We can also bring in their fresh product and it's amazing and we just don't carry it yet. So let's figure this out. And having the buyers open to that has been so much fun. And it just feels like such a great collaboration is getting knit together where they come to us, we go to them and we kind of brainstorm together and say, do you have this product? Well, I met this local farmer that could do this do they have enough product to bring in our stores? So that collaboration, whether it's with local um, in a different department and seeing how we can integrate it into produce has been really satisfying. So that was our conversation with Emily, Megan, and Carrie. As I said at the top, this is a really jam-packed discussion that I believe has applications for folks on the retail side and the supply side, lots of ideas for different opportunities to pursue. So I hope you found it useful. And I look forward to seeing you again next week on the Produce Retail Podcast.